Hello, Internet. My name is Terry Smith, and I have a confession to make. I love Ghostbusters so much, I was once arrested for it. Now, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to this show, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, northern Michigan. If you hold up your hand and then flip yourself off, I was somewhere around there. So that means there wasn't a lot to do growing up. I fell into movies. I fell into books. But one of those movies that stuck out really hard was Ghostbusters, the original. I also love Ghostbusters too, but it doesn't age as well. That movie came out in 1984. I did not come out of my mother until 1993, but somehow I still found it and loved it. With parents that were born in the 70s, they all... or no, they grew up in the 60s and and, <laughs> and then into the 70s. Um, but they loved Ghostbusters. They were older, so I fell in love with things like Saturday Night Live. I fell in love with the Belushis. I fell in love with Dan Aykroyd. So, of course, I love things like Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters. But Ghostbusters really stuck because it had that supernatural element. It had a little bit of that fear, that edge. So, as I got older, of course, I wanted more of that. In the summer of 2008, my dad had passed away that January, and I was a little lost. I didn't know what to do with myself. So, of course, I fell into the occult, you know, as one does. And one day, my friends and I were very bored, and we decided to look up what was haunted around us. And how else would you do that but go onto the internet and AOL keyword search? <laughs> uh, it was a little bit more complicated than that. Of course, we had Google, so we got the really good results. Um, and I don't know if you know this about Northern Michigan, not a lot of things are haunted. Not a lot of people use the internet in the middle of the woods, so you don't hear the really good stories. So we had a little bit of hearsay. We had some urban legends, some myths that we had heard around the area, but we were able to find a site. I believe it's defunct now, but I believe it was just called Northern Michigan Haunted Sites. We specifically were looking for abandoned sites. I want you to know that because we didn't want to get in trouble for trespassing or causing any interruptions or causing anybody harm. We just wanted to look for the unknown, the supernatural. Um, so we found a lot of barns. We found a lot of, uh, strangely enough, emptied hospitals are pretty popular in places like Traverse City, very, very far north. Um, but we didn't feel like going there and and hearing creepy things in an abandoned hospital because we were also chicken shits. Not only were we looking for the supernatural, but we're also afraid of many things. And <laughs> it was a very far drive, too. We didn't have great vehicles at the time, being 15 and 16. It was not a thing that we could, you know, drive 400 miles on some sort of pilgrimage to see a ghost. So we had to pick our battles. So we settled on a place in Preskill Isle County. Um, it's a little place off of Alpena, Michigan, near Islands. Preskill Isle. Um, really, it's a lot of fields and radio towers, strangely enough. And we found one very haunted site that was on multiple, in the Venn diagram of things, the, the Preskill Isle radio tower showed, showed up a lot. So we decided we were going to go there and we were going to face these ghosts. There was lots of ghosts listed, interestingly enough. There was the classic woman in black, but there was also uh, an old lighthouseman which I think was some sort of issue in translation because there was no lighthouse near there. Why he was at the radio tower, I don't know. I think people heard lighthouse and tower and made some sort of connection there. But there was a lighthouseman and 
of course, some DJs <laughs> that passed away. And this idea of a ghost DJ really resonated with me. I love the idea of walking in and they're they're blaring the early morning 9 a.m. you know air horn. Bow bow bow. You're about to get haunted. You know, I <laughs> I thought that was really funny and that helped me not be afraid of the ghosts that probably did not exist. So we set out, and of course we did not have good vehicles like we said. So our our vehicles did not hit higher than 60 miles an hour, uh, <laughs> which we were worried about because we thought if we needed to run from the ghosts you know, or drive away very fast, we, we had this idea that they could go faster than 50 miles an hour for some reason and they would chase us. So we were prepared in other ways. So we brought defensive weapons. Now, of course, if you know anything about ghosts or have made up anything about ghosts because they're not real, um, you know that they cannot be hurt by earthly means. This did not dawn on 15 and 16 year old me and my friends. So we brought knives. And did we not just bring knives? Uh, we brought a lot of knives, an assortment of knives. And not just an assortment of knives, but an assortment of knives that were illegal. In Michigan, if it's more than three inches, it's an illegal blade to carry on you. It's a concealed weapon that could, you know. It kill, kill somebody. It was deadly force. Um, so we had very long weapons, close to machetes. I had a double-bladed Batman-esque Batarang-type weapon in my pocket, which has two blades that are not only serrated, but carved in an elvish-like fashion, which is super illegal. You can't have a weapon that has multiple blades on it, let alone a blade that's longer than three inches with multiple all over the place and then carved in some sort of runic pattern that looks demonic in some way. I was trying to strike fear in the ghosts, but also in anyone that knew the laws of blades, apparently. It was going to be a problem, and we'll get to that point in the future. So we were decked out, we had our defenses, we had our valiant steed, and we were off to find the ghosts. Now, on our way there, we started discussing a plan. And we thought it'd be a good idea if we were to document this, because if the ghosts were to take us to the great beyond, there'd be a record of it. So we packed up our camcorder from another friend's house. We, you know, we made several stops and we started recording. And we did this in the fashion of ghost hunters. Uh, if you've ever seen one of those shows on like sci-fi or paranormal activity, very low rent, very low budget. Um, they also never see anything supernatural, but they hear a lot of things. And that PKE meter keeps going off, you know. There's whispers and whatnot. So very low quality camcorder with the tape in it and everything. It was fully analog. Um, we were recording our stories and we keep talking about what we're going to do if we see a ghost when we see a ghost you know um we duck and cover we try to make contact you know we act not afraid even if we are <clears throat> we tell them that they're safe and we want to be safe we just want to hear their story you know talking about what we would do when we get there but the other thing we talked about is we don't want to cause any harm to to any of the places that we visit we don't want to trespass we just want to satisfy our curiosity so we weren't going to break and enter we were not going to vandalize we were there specifically just for the ghosts now as these stories went on we eventually hit Presque Isle and it's a lot of farmland a lot more farmland than we were expecting for a radio tower in fact we were hoping to find a tower what we found was a very small boarded up building next to three farms and then there was a small hill that was also growing crops that's not what you would expect with a radio tower but that's what it was and then there was a very very slim satellite tower looking thing attached to this building so we were like well that's got to be the radio tower this is it we pull up on the hill 
and we decide to walk down. Now, we pull up on the hill because we don't want to be spotted, but we also talked about not wanting to trespass, and if you know anything about not wanting to be spotted, you're obviously trespassing. <laughs> we had the idea that we needed to be stealthy, so we knew what we were doing was wrong. <laughs> I don't know where this crossed in our minds, but we are like, we need to sneak. But don't worry, we're not doing anything wrong, but we didn't want to not be found out. <laughs> so we were obviously confused. But either way, we snuck onto the property and we start looking around. And it's creepy, right? It's dark. The, the building is boarded up. Um, but with a fresh coat of paint, which was strange, but that's okay. You know, sometimes, you know, ghosts want a new chandelier in their place. It's fine. So we started looking into the windows and it's creepy and it's scary. You see dust particles through the camera lens. But you also see a lot of ladders and paint cans around a lot of tarp on the on the ground and brand new equipment strangely and this is when we realize about the time we see flashlights from the farm nearby that this is not an abandoned place in fact it's probably not haunted at all it was a radio tower that was being renovated so we say directly into the camera okay it's time to go this place is clearly not abandoned there's probably not ghosts here now we're just trespassing we're doing the exact thing we said we did not want to do right and even though we should have had an idea when we had to stealth onto the property um uh, we've now realized <laughs> being on the property filming um <laughs> the the exact thing that they're going to use to prosecute us so we we start to run um and as soon as we run all of the lights I've ever seen in my life turn on. There's spotlights from the farms nearby. There are cops everywhere. They're surrounding us like it was uh, like a Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer film. Like somehow, even though it's just a small undercover operation, there's 45 vehicles around. And uh, there's a car that I have now dubbed Policimus Prime. Me and my friends used to talk about this car because it was um, some sort of Dodge Charger Esque vehicle, you know, like a muscle car, but from the the late 2000s, something you would see in the Transformers movie, hence the Policemus Prime idea, and it ju it just lights up out of nowhere, and we think it's gonna transform and shoot us down, Michael Bay style, and everything's gonna blow up, but it doesn't shoot us. But like, five very large <laughs> policemen emerge out of it, and they come running up to us, you know, hands on the hood, all of this stuff, and of course we're freaking out. I dropped the camera very forcefully, probably permanently injuring that camera um you know they're asking us if we have any weapons on us and you know the last thing you want to do when you're afraid <laughs> afraid teenager being arrested for something dumb is say oh yeah officer i have so many weapons on us so they empty out and they're in awe they're in awe of this armory <laughs> that we were carrying um they're emptying out and it's just it's like one of those gags you would see in a movie as they go through um the metal detector they just keep emptying weapons upon weapons and then one of my friends had all of these strange like um uh, chants and mantras to keep ghosts and demons away so it's the creepiest thing they're they're emptying out all these like batman-esque weapons and all of these crazy supernatural curses they think um you know they they're thinking we're there to, to sacrifice somebody to to the edge lords <laughs> um and eventually you know through my tears and my friends apologizing because i i guess it was maybe their idea to go here specifically they're apologizing to me and that this is how this is ending and through my tears high school officer please listen to the tape we weren't gonna do anything we thought it was abandoned and they're they're laughing at us because it come to find out it was obviously not abandoned because earlier that month the sheriff of Preskill Isle bought the radio tower and was going to start renovating it immediately. So it was well known that this was not only a, a building that was going to go through some sort of renovation, but 
going to be renovated by all of the police force. It was a team effort. <laughs> and so it was the worst place to attempt to hunt ghosts, if you will. Um, so they're laughing at us already and thinking just like how sad and stupid we are. And they humor us. They leave us there cuffed on the hoods and they listen to the tape. They start watching it and they're and like, they don't fast forward to the part where it needs to get it. At one point, the officer asked if he could fast forward. He's like, when, when does that happen? Now, I don't know. We'd been recording for several hours of our trip. Um, but one of the other officers were like, no, no, no. The sheriff's deputy was like, no, no, no. We need to hear all of this. So they watched the entire thing. We sat there for an hour or so as they, they listened to all these dumb things, occasionally skipping through a few bits of really really dumb dialogue as we we talk about different um supernatural rules that we learned from the show supernatural or ghostbusters or other video games like or shows like buffy we talked about a lot of rules that happen in buffy you know dumb things you talk about on a road trip with your friends when you're 16 hunting ghosts and eventually they're laughing through their tears so now we're all crying on the hood of this car, and they get to the part where we say, hey, we're just looking for an abandoned place to hunt ghosts. We're not going to break and enter. We do not want to cause any issues. We don't want to vandalize. We don't want to do anything. And the cop sighs. Like, he's disappointed. Like, he was really hoping to bring us in so he could tell the story to everybody and get a chance to take our mug shots. Which he still could, right? We were trespassing, and we were still doing things, and we had tons of illegal weapons on us. Like, we're still going down. Even if it was like, okay, there was, there was no intent to break and enter, we were still causing issues um so through his sigh of disappointment and everybody else's laughter and our tears they uncuff us magically and they hand us back all of these weapons and they tell us we are the dumbest people they've ever met teenager or otherwise um they cannot believe that we thought they would ghost hunt and then they go inside that's what they, they say and they leave us there uncuffed sitting on the hoods of course surrounded by police miss prime and the rest of the decepticons um and they go inside and they come out with halloween decorations i, I guess i failed to mention that it was near halloween time which is a reason why they thought we were there to vandalize i guess and they grab several ghost decorations, you know, really cheap. You know, it's just a white sheet-looking thing with a face on it. And they give it to us. And they go, there's your ghost. Get out and never come back. And <laughs> and we never have. We've never gone back to Preskill Isle. <laughs> because somehow we were giving back all of our armory to hunt ghosts elsewhere. And we were somehow not arrested for trespassing on the sheriff's radio tower property. Um, the interesting tag to that story, though, was a few years ago, one of my friends did return to Preskill Isle. He was not there that fateful night with us, but he wanted to check something because they told us never to come back and they took our picture. He wanted to know if that picture ever existed anywhere. And in fact, it does. To this day, there is a picture of three very scared teenagers crying out of a car holding ghosts up in the Preskill Isle Sheriff's Department. <laughs> Um, warning anybody to stay away uh, from trespassing on the radio tower. <laughs> if you like that story, please check out our other stories here on Can't Be Killed Confessions or anything else on can'tbekilledcreations.com. We have web comics like D&D Do This, where a bunch of people roll very poorly while playing an RPG. We have other podcasts like 
right in the fields where we talk about all the nostalgic things from the 90s, silly shows like Boy Meets World and Spider-Man the Animated Series. We go on at length about Digimon and things like that. You can check out uh, Persons of No Consequence, one of our few serious shows where we still get silly sometimes, but we talk to the people who don't have a Wikipedia page who still have a story to tell. Famous people aren't the only ones with something interesting to say. Um, there's lots of other podcasts on the network. There's lots of other stories to be heard. If you want to keep listening to Can't Be Killed Confessions, drop us a review, like on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're all over the internet. Thank you for listening.